Welcome to Hero's Journey Physio Fitness. Our mission is to empower, inspire, and mentor people to reclaim their health and become self-reliant in their fitness. I'm your host, Dr. Cameron Hogue. Join with me as my co-host, Annabelle Rios. Okay, we are going live in three, two, one. Okay, guys, we have a special guest today. Before we get into that, you know the drill. Make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast. Give it a five-star rating. Five-star. Five-star. Yeah, make sure you let somebody else know, too. Last time it was two people. This time, three people. You got to keep progressing, or else you're not going to get stronger. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Cam. So who's our who's our guest today? <coughs> so today we have Garrett Ferguson. I'll give you a quick little background, and then we'll get into some good dialogue with Garrett here. Garrett is from Toronto, that's right, Canada, people. You'll be able to tell when you start to hear him talk. He uh, He's played almost every sport growing up, but really focused on baseball, received a scholarship. So he played at a top 25 NAI school in West Tennessee. There he received his exercise science degree. After that, he knew he always wanted to stay in athletics. So he got um, certified. It's called a certi- uh, CSCS, a Certified Strength and Conditioning Special Specialist, and then a master's in exercise and sports science. After his master's, he landed an internship at Vanderbilt University in their Olympic weight room. Uh, after that, he moved to New York and is one of the strength coaches at Clarkson University, where there is 18 D3 teams and two D1 teams. So we're very uh, fortunate and thankful to have Garrett Ferguson on the podcast today. Garrett, thanks for joining us. Thanks yeah, thank me. you. Thank you, Gary. And I, I guess we, as, before we even get started, we want to know... How, how did you even get into fitness to begin with? Uh, well, like Cam mentioned, I've basically been a, a lifelong athlete, um, been around sports my entire life. Uh, my dad played hockey growing up, so naturally, uh, with his three boys, we all played hockey um, along with every other sport that we could get into. Um, so I always just loved, loved the aspect of, of team sports, um, basically having – having a purpose, like going to like year round sports playing. Mm-hmm. I went from basically hockey, hockey to baseball every single year. Um, so just always love that sort of aspect of it. Always trying to improve and better yourself um, individually, but then bringing that together in a team aspect. I thought that was pretty cool. I think that's huge uh, growing up to immerse yourself in like group sports and, um, because not only does it help build like teamwork, but also gives you that competitive edge and um, the ability to like push through adversity and all that kind of stuff. So you're pretty much doing that year round between baseball and hockey then. Yeah. And I mean, it's so, some of the best life lessons that I've, I've learned has been from sports. It's not from, I mean, my parents did a great job, but a lot of that stuff that you, you learn from playing team sports is, yeah. I mean, you're all, all, applying it like daily in our life now, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, even sense. you're striving for like a common goal, mm-hmm. going through those different ups and downs. It's just very similar to life. Yeah, le- learning how to work together, um, that discipline. Like, I mean, if if you don't practice and constantly try to better yourself, you're gonna be sitting on the bench pretty quick. So, Hannibal <laughs> uh, and I know about a little bench warming action. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, somebody has to hold the clipboard and give people water. <laughs> Someone's got to smack people on the butt and say, out of boy. Good game. Good game. <laughs> Might as well be these hands. <laughs> oh, man. 
So you're, you were in sports your entire life. When did um, maybe yeah, transitioning? What about lifting? Yeah, when yeah. did that happen? So I played at a pretty serious travel ball team uh, up in Toronto. And we always lifted like as a team. Um, but it was still pretty fresh. Um, so we lifted, but I still didn't really understand like why I was doing it or how it was going to better me. Um, even into college, the first three years kind of lifted here and there, mostly in the off season. Uh, but then going into senior year, uh, that summer, and then even throughout that senior year season, I lifted, I actually lifted consistently and like followed the program and, it was like night and day, my production, like my, my stat numbers, my senior year was better than my first three years combined. So it was just like, dang, okay, this, this is actually, this actually helps you. Yeah. It's just crazy to see when you actually like apply it and are, are consistent with it, which is key, how much what, difference it can make. What was that switch for you? What switch between those first three years and then that last year? Uh, I'm not really sure. I mean, it's I think I had a little bit more time that summer. Um, I knew I was about to graduate and I mean, I, I looked like a twig. I was still, I was like six, three and like 150 pounds. Thanks, so I was, son. Uh, yeah. I was, I was a little, I was a little twig. So I needed, uh, I knew something had to change. So started lifting, started eating a little bit more and here we are. Bada bing, bada boom. That's right. <laughs> Do you remember the uh, like the program you might have followed to help put on a lot of that uh, size? Because mm-hmm. what what how much size did you gain between junior and then when you finished as a senior? Uh, when I graduated, I got up to about one eighty five. Um, I don't so know how least, much I put on that summer, but so at least thirty five pounds your last year, and then more when you graduated. Yeah, yeah. So um program wise though it was just i mean something i found online probably probably from bodybuilding.com at that point yeah. that was that was a big one uh the bros so love it little throwback there so yeah it was probably probably a bodybuilding program uh obviously not the best for baseball but i mean that's that's what was kind of out there and popular at the time so better than nothing though man i remember in in college, a lot of people would do, um, I think it was called shortcut to size or shortcut to shred. Yeah. yeah. And, um, I think maybe even some, it was an insanity. Maybe is that what it was called? Uh, yeah, like that, a that P90X. A yeah. I remember a lot of, a lot of guys were on the shortcut to size and stuff. Yeah. I, I'm sure I did that one too. I remember That's, that one. So now that, you know, you've, you've been out of sports and you have more, um, experience and degrees and all that kind of stuff. What would you say you're like personal, like not, we'll get into like your training groups and your, your teams and everything, but what would you say like your personal fitness philosophy is? Are you more of like an Olympic weightlifter more of a dumbbell kind of guy, bodybuilding, like you're saying power. Yeah. It was, what's kind of, or is it all, what is your personal fitness philosophy? Uh, first of all, I want, like safety and longevity. Um, Mm -hmm. So, I mean, even for myself, I don't really mess around too much with the Olympic lifts um, just because I don't have as much uh, range of motion as you probably should to do those um, 100% properly. So in my like studying and then um, internships and stuff, I've found 
there's actually like similar exercises that you can get a very similar uh, adaptation with without having that having to have that technical and um, range of motion that you need for the Olympic lift. So I'll, even in my own training, I'll use uh, trap bar deadlift um, almost exclusively. Um, same with all my teams. I think it's just for Over me. It's, the barbell deadlift. Yeah, barbell deadlift. Mm -hmm. uh, and then going overhead, um, myself included, but pretty much all my teams, most of them don't have the necessary range to stabilize a barbell overhead. So we'll do dumbbell push press or, or a landmine push press, something like that. Uh, that keeps you in a little bit. For me, like the, the risk to reward is is just not not there for Olympic lifting, and I can get a very similar adaptation mm -hmm. without taking all that time to teach them the complex um, exercise of Olympic lifting, which I'm not saying Olympic lifting is bad. I love it. Um, there's a time and a place for it. I just think in, in my training and um, the teams that I coach right now, I just think there's there's better options just in that case right now. Yeah, so he's trying to find the variation of the same lift to get the same results, but without having to spend so much time teaching the technique mechanisms exactly. to properly perform the lifts and not get injured. Okay, no, that makes sense. So would they still be performing those like explosively, like landmine press, but it still want to be like quick, like you would like on a clean and jerk or a snatch that type of movement, or just still slow and controlled no 100 percent. yeah we're, we're doing all um when we hit the power aspect everything's explosive um dumbbell push press landmine push press uh mm -hmm. we'll do trap bar jumps um dumbbell jumps so you're still getting that explosive triple extension action that you get with olympic lifting um it just doesn't take three to six months to teach them that technique and coordination and get that range of motion we can start getting that adaptation right away um, mm. without mm -hmm. taking all that time just to work on technique and stuff like that. So for me, it's a little bit better bang for your buck. Makes sense. No, that does make sense. So I guess speaking about your teams as a whole, what, what do you take into consideration whenever you're designing a program for a specific sport, maybe it's a group or, or individual? First of all, obviously the, the sport they're playing, um, you're not going to give the same workout um, for a men's lacrosse player that you do to a, a swimmer or a cross country mm -hmm. uh, runner. So obviously the sport, um, what sort of movements they're doing in the game. Um, obviously your on-field sports, you have to incorporate a lot more change of direction, um, explosiveness type of stuff. Um, and then the next thing I would probably say training age, uh, working with division three athletes, it's a very wide range of experience that these kids have had in the gym. Um, some kids, when they're starting to work with me, this is their very first experience coming into a, a weight room, basically. Mm. Really? Um, yeah. So I'm training everything from basically that all the way where there's um, men's lacrosse probably has the, the biggest training experience they've been lifting. Definitely in high school, some even into middle school. Um, so it's a very wide range trying Dang. to program something that everybody on that team can still do. Um, and then next thing I would say is space. Uh, we're 
very fortunate at Clarkson. We have a, a pretty large gym. Uh, I think we got 12 squat racks. Um, so I can get quite a bit of athletes in there, which is really good. Um, next thing is equipment. And uh, basically we have just free weights. We have a, a few uh, a few Kaiser machines or cable mm-hmm. machines. Uh, but for the most part, it's all free weights, sleds, stuff like that. Um, so that's obviously uh, a factor there. And then the last thing is the flow of the gym. So having um, a lot of hours, I'll have multiple teams in at the same time. So I have to figure out, basically help the flow of the gym. So they're not like walking on top of each other, running into each other, um, that sort of stuff. Try to make my job a little bit easier too. So making sure everything flows uh, from start to finish. They're not, it's not a bottleneck at like one exercise or something like that. So that sounds pretty complex. And you're not only just taking into consideration someone being almost a beginner in terms of their weightlifting and someone being more advanced, but then you're having multiple people in the weight room with multiple teams and then trying to coordinate between all the equipment. So that's some advanced, some advanced programming and uh, maneuvering. It sounds yeah, like. it is. I, I thought that maybe it would be broken up in the sense that, okay, this sport is going to be in the gym from X hours. This sport is going to be in at a separate, but it sounds like they're all in there at the same time. Yeah. It's just, it's kind of the situation we have at, at uh, sure. Clarkson right now. Um, just with their, their uh, facilities right now, we kind of have to share the space because we don't have a access to it basically all hours of the day. So we have mm. to be very, very efficient with it. Um, but yeah, that's that's probably the biggest difference from uh, when I was working as a personal trainer with like one person going towards working with a full team or multiple teams at the same time. So would you say there, there may be some overlap in some of the exercises that you're maybe prescribing to individuals or groups? Yeah. So you can kind of get them in and out a little bit quicker. Yeah. And I'll use, that's the thing. I'll use a lot of the same exercises um, for all my teams. It's just how you implement them. Mm -hmm. Um, So especially, especially once we go in season versus off season teams, um, they both will have hex bar deadlift, but the in season teams we're focusing on, on speed, power and explosiveness. Where off season teams, we're, we're trying to build some muscle and strength at that time. So the rep range and the weights are going to be uh, completely different, even though the exercise is the exact same. That that makes sense. So right now it's, I guess it's the fall. So what teams are, I guess, in New York are uh, in season right now? We got uh, men's and women's soccer, uh, volleyball, and then cross country just started up as well. Gotcha. So maybe specific here, what would be, the difference or like what are you programming right now for your cross country team that you're not maybe for your volleyball team yeah so going back cross country a lot of their their training age they're they're a lot newer to the gym um so we're going a lot a lot more basic exercises um stuff that's a little bit easier technique wise to pick up what are some of those basics that you're giving them so if, if you compare the two, say we'll go we'll go dumbbell or yeah dumbbell goblet squat with cross country right now um, to help mm-hmm. groove that good squat form. Whereas if we go volleyball, we've been um, safety bar um, back squatting with that because their training age is a little bit higher um, because they've been in the gym a little bit longer. They're a little bit stronger, 
we know the volleyball needs to squat, you know? That's right. <laughs> I guess that does vary. I mean, even when I think about high school, there were some athletes, some sports, they didn't go to the gym at all. They didn't, they didn't lift. Whereas there was, when you think about football, they were, they were in the gym all the time. So I guess that does vary from sport to sport. And then with the individual, if they play multiple sport or if they were a one-sport athlete, they, they may have no experience whatsoever. Yeah, and that's, like I said, that's one thing you have to take into account. Even on one team, you have people that have different training ages. Mm-hmm. So you have to program something that everybody uh, is able to, to do well, basically, to succeed. And now would you maybe, as you're making your program, then specifically say, okay, you as an individual, do you assign them different lifts or exercises to do on their own based on where they're at? Uh, it, yeah, if, if, if they want some some personalization, mm-hmm. uh, I'll definitely talk with them about that. Uh, but for the most part, when they're, when they're in there with the team, we'll do the same exercise. I'll just be prescribing uh, different weights um, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So we can still get, even though it's the same exercise, I can still get an adaptation that's suitable for each, each person. Uh, so you might, so I guess, do you work with percentages from their one rep mats? Is that kind of what you're, you base yeah, it off for, of? For all their big lifts. Yeah, we do yeah. that. Um, so we'll start testing here next week, um, get a good baseline for their, their major lifts. Uh, and then, yeah, we'll use, I'll prescribe them percentages. So even though they're all doing the same lift, they have different weights they need to hit to get uh, enough progressive overload for themselves, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, is there a, is there a difference? I know you're, you're kind of alluding to it earlier between like preseason, in-season and post-season training, like regimens and everything. What do you like to focus on? Let's go maybe like post-season. So like, they're not maybe volleyball in the spring or in the summer when they're not in season. Um, what do you kind of like to focus on postseason wise? That's that's the best time for me to hit a little bit higher volume uh, and strength work. Um, so that's when I'll I'll give them it a little get get into a little bit more hypertrophy range. Um, that way, I'm not worried about if they're sore day to day. They're they're not playing multiple times a week like in season. So it's our, it's okay for them to be a little bit sore day to day there. We'll hit some heavy strength work, basically trying to build up the base of the, of the pyramid. Um, mm-hmm. I like to say, so trying to widen that base, get them stronger. Uh, that's where we, we'll put on some size, size and strength basically is, is the main thing I like to hit. For those uh, who don't know, what are you talking about when you're saying like the base of the pyramid? So basically the, the base is, um, I mean, if you, if you think of building something, you need a strong foundation. So before we get to your explosive um, power and even your Olympic lifts, if you don't have the necessary strength, um, necessary range of motion, stuff like that, it's going to be very difficult for you to hit those explosive power movements if you don't have a strong base of strength, um, hypertrophy, mobility, stuff like that. So that's where we're trying to expand that pyramid and eventually as we work up to season, we're, we're working higher up that pyramid, mm-hmm. getting them uh, more explosive, starting to incorporate a little bit more change of direction. If that's so maybe starting out more strength focus during yeah, the so off very, season. Yeah. So very basic stuff. Um, all your heavy, heavy barbell stuff, heavy dumbbell mm-hmm. stuff, 
stuff like that. And then as we, as we progress from the off season, we'll get a little bit more, what people like to say, sports specific. So we'll hit more, more exercises um, that kind of resemble what they're going to hit on field basically. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Um, this is, I mean, I guess this is just school specific too. Are, are postseason workouts like mandatory or does it just depend on the sport team and the coach? Um, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So with, with the NCAA, uh, we can't mandate off season workouts. Um, but the, the nice thing about Clarkson is the, the culture is, is really good there. Um, so the captains kind of take over and, um, like I said, it's not mandated, but everybody's kind of expected to be there um, because at the end of the day, you're a team. Yeah. So if you're, how do you recommend it? Yeah, exactly. Wink, um, wink. <laughs> yeah. So the captain, the captains do a great job there. Um, making sure everybody's kind of pulling their weight in the off season. Cause I mean, the, la- the last thing you want to do is take six months off after your season, come back and you're, you're dragging the rest of the team down because you didn't put the work in, mm. but everybody mm-hmm. else did. So that that's, it's really the, the culture is, improved drastically even the i'm only going into my second year here uh, but even from last year the the culture in the weight room uh, and with all the athletes is is really good i'm i'm uh really proud of what's going on there heck yeah yeah and i guess well, one last question was the whole in season postseason and, and whatnot is do you maybe reduce the the number of days they might be lifting to maybe they lift more when they're off season and does it start to ramp up and then you start to peel back the number of days and lifts once they're yeah, in season. Exactly. Yeah. So off season, we're, we're going three to four times a week. Um, and then my in season teams, um, we're pretty much going two, maybe three times a week, depending on their schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, the volume is, is drastically lower for, for, in-season. they're not trying to, they're not trying to PR in, in season, right? Yeah, exactly. Which mm-hmm. we're, we're still, I'm still trying to build, a little bit in season like i want them to peak in their postseason i don't want them to peak day one um so it's, it's not just maintenance um in season i still want them to build it just that that line is is not going to be as uh as steep as an off season uh, i see that makes sense totally makes sense no definitely so I, I guess since you do have a lot of new lifters, they come into your your program. What what advice do you do you typically give them, or would you give someone who's maybe a newer lifter? First thing is I want all my athletes to be safe in the weight room. Um, so you, even workout to workout, I'll demonstrate every exercise we're doing. Um, hit on a couple main uh, a, a couple main pointers on technique cues. Uh, but then I'm always walking around making sure they are keeping that good technique, um, making sure they have a spotter when necessary there. But if it is somebody that uh, needs a little bit more work, uh, I try to spend a little bit more time making sure they they get the concepts and um, the main like technique cues before we add weight, basically. Mm. I, w- I want to make sure they're moving well basically body weight before we add any external load to that. No, that totally makes sense. Would you even say like if, um, someone was new to lifting before they even came to see you, I know you might be biased cause you were also 
a personal trainer before. Do you recommend someone getting a personal trainer or would you say, um, just figuring it out with like YouTube videos or what, 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 what would your recommendation be for that? I mean, financially, if you can afford a personal trainer, I think that's a great route. Um, I wish I would have done that a lot earlier in my life. Um, it's just good to have somebody that has a little bit more knowledge than you to watch you for, like from the outside. You're not, I mean, you're going to be biased looking at yourself saying, Oh yeah, my squat yeah. form is, my squat form is fine. Uh, but ha yeah, having that outside eyes, um, not only checking technique and stuff, uh, but also writing that program for you. Cause it's, I mean, I, I, I kind of get tired of writing my own programs after writing workouts for, for all my team. So it's, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's kind of nice to have it done for you. I feel that, man. Yeah, that's that. That's kind of the toughest part. Sometimes you get you write all those other programs, and then you get to your workout, you're like, oh, I'm done. I'm done with this. Just throw some weight on the bar and you just do as many as you can. All right, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of speaking of the safety thing, Garrett, we we had an episode talking about like how to prevent uh, injuries in the gym. Yeah. And the first piece of advice was respect the weights. And, um, yeah. like about a month ago, uh, maybe a month and yeah, over a month ago, I wasn't even, it wasn't even like push day or bench day, but I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to rep out a hundred repetitions with the barbell just to get a nice little pump in the session. And my right arm did not hook on the J hook, but my left one did and the barbell oh, no. landed on my eye and oh, I was, ble I was bleeding through my, I mean, it, it swole up huge. I was bleeding <laughs> out my eye. I ran inside I was like, Robin, I'm bleeding. And she's like, go to the bathroom. I'll come in there in a minute. And yeah, I, I didn't, uh, I wasn't being safe or respecting the weights. Even 45 pounds can put a hurting on you. Let me tell you. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's actually something I've, I've told my athletes too. Um, like I said, we're, we're fortunate. We have our gym is it opened in, uh, I think late 2020. Um, so it's a very new facility. Everything still looks nice and clean. Um, so that's something we go over day one. Um, I tell them respect the weight room. Um, that's that's part of the culture too. If, if they respect the weights, put them away, make everything look uh, clean and stuff like that. Not only does it, I mean, kind of help with some discipline, but uh, I mean, I, I think you get a little bit more out of it too. You and don't I mean, strike like, me. You don't strike me as a yeller, but have you ever had to yell at anybody for not respecting? Uh, <laughs> Probably not yell. I usually try to take them aside um, individually, but yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right there. I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a football strength coach screaming in your face every rep. So <laughs> you just give give him that stern fatherly advice. I'm disappointed <laughs> in you, son. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know okay, why so, you're here. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't respect the weights. Now you have a black eye. Um. So going maybe back to like someone who hasn't it hasn't come and seen you yet you know you're not their their coach what about maybe high schoolers let's say who are wanting to improve their athletic performance in the weight room is there any advice you'd give them so that way they'd be you know better for their sport but also when they make go to college um they won't be such as a beginner coming and seeing you yeah and i know there might be some varieties based on the sport but are there some general principles you would gift to someone yeah i mean the the biggest thing i would say stick to your stick to your compound exercises um your squats deadlifts bench press pull-ups stuff like that 
where you're hitting multiple muscle groups, um, that's going to have the biggest carryover effect. Um, I mean, it's a little bit more coordination, but you're training full body as opposed to just like a single joint bicep curl. Um, I mean, a, a squat is going to translate a lot better to any sport than just doing uh, a bicep curl or something like that. Mm. Uh, next thing I, I would, even, even my lifts today, I still train full body every single day. Um, I tell my athletes that they are athletes. We're not bodybuilders. Um, when they're on the field or the court, whatever it is, they're using their entire body every single day. We're not just using your legs one day, just using your upper body one day. Um, so, I mean, even in the weight room, we'll, we'll train full body every single day. Um, same way they do in practice. They're not training for the most part. They're not just training one aspect of their body. So, so you would yeah. say you have full body splits, just maybe different emphasis on a body part or is it still just i mean if they're fresh to the weight room uh, a very basic program hitting all compound exercises mm -hmm. um, i think that's that would do wonders for them um, if that that differentiate like once they get a little bit more experience that's where we can add in a little bit um, more technical exercises or start adding in a little bit more power stuff Mm -hmm. But like I said, if, if they don't have that, that, that foundation, foundation, it's it's kind of hard to build on something. So I would say, if, like, if they're fresh, work on building that foundation. Those big compound exercises, get strong, um, hammer that technique, and then the rest the rest is going to come. Yeah, those newbie games are real. You you work on your push pull <laughs> squat and uh, keep exactly. adding weight. You'll uh, you'll blow up. Yeah, I, I know you guys did the uh, the starting strength one, which mm -hmm. which is basically just that. It's all all compound lifts, hammering technique, hammering, making sure you get strong, basically. And I think, I mean, something like that is would be pretty solid. I think. I mean, we've posted a video about it, but I mean, uh, what was your starting deadlift, Annabelle, when we first started our that, that powerlifting <laughs> program? Wasn't it was it like one eighty five or one thirty five? It was low. I can't remember, but yeah, and homeboy pulled four oh five not too long ago. So the basics work, people. Garrett knows what he's talking about. Yes, mm -hmm. I, I've been following Annabel, Annabel's journey. It's been impressive. Thanks, I'm man. Some in. <laughs> we have a we have some fun rapid fire questions. We kind of want in the podcast on today, <laughs> and uh, you know, if there's anything else you want to discuss, we obviously are we're more than welcome after these little yeah, rapid before, fire yeah. questions. But. Um, Basically, you're just going to give a, you're just going to pick one. Okay. There's going to be two options. You pick one. Okay. All right. Uh, and then we'll not, we'll just kind of alternate. I'll say the first one. He'll go second. We'll just kind of walk, walk our way through. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, upper body or lower body? Upper body. Barbells or dumbbells? Uh, dumbbells. Push ups or pull ups? Push ups. CrossFit, yay or nay? For me, nay. Long runs or sprints? Sprints, definitely. Waffles or pancakes? <laughs> Waffles. Hot that dog or hamburgers? <laughs> definitely a hamburger there. Good answer. Canadian bacon, eh? That's right. Well, Garrett, is there anything else that we haven't talked about that you feel like would be relevant for the listeners or you feel like we covered a lot of things? Uh, I think that's the main stuff. Um, I know you guys have a lot of a lot of kind of 
uh, beginners trying to figure out what to do. Um, so yeah, stick, stick with the basics, build that foundation. W once you're comfortable there, then, then you can find the next step and the, the next step will naturally come too. Um, but yeah, ha hammer the basics. You can, you can never go wrong hitting those compound exercises and getting strong strength. Strength is key. Strength's probably the, the king of everything you can do. So can't go wrong getting strong. That's right. Well, Garrett, we're, we're very thankful that you took the time to, to chat with us this morning and share your expertise and, uh, strength and conditioning and especially for, uh, athletes and everything. So we're, we're very, very, very thankful. I definitely yeah. are. Thanks Garrett. Thanks for having me guys. And just remember for all the listeners out there that you are human and we should not seek perfection, but daily improvement. All right. See you guys. All right, see you guys.